Hello, and welcome to Mortals and Portals, a Pathfinder real play podcast. I am your host and GM, Zach, and joining me at the table is... Adam, and I play Jules, an Azerketty Bard. I'm Joel, and I play Dax, a kobold rogue. Brian, I play Ryu, Tiefling Magus. <laughs> and Taryn, I... <laughs> Taryn, who do you Taryn, play? I... Taryn and I play Waltz. Not really sure what the voices were that time. Yeah, they're kind of all over the place. Joel joined in, but he didn't. I don't know if he necessarily followed. I joined in the last episodes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You're an episode behind, buddy. That's all right. Yeah, threw me off, Joel. Joel. I think uh, they know who you play. Maybe I don't know. Cool. Well, last time on Mortals and Portals, Digsby's crew, Sans Ryu, came up with a new plan. You know, they're like, you know what? If Desmar's stronger than Forgoth, I don't think we're going to beat him. Plus, we got to go save Ryu. That's going to take a while. Let's just cut out the middleman, go straight to Scale Keep, steal the Arcanor, break the spell, sever Sindor's link to the Drakes, diminish his power that way, and then take him on after the fact. And then let's send Jules to go get Ryu from the ship that has likely departed Carapan. So what we got brewing here is a nautical adventure for the pirate drools and a heist mission for the thief Dax and the... I don't know what you want. What is Waltz? Just a... Uh, he's, he's a just human, a guy. Yeah. yeah. He's just a human that just <laughs> likes to interact with people and put himself in crazy situations. Just a bro being a dude. Just, yeah, just a bro being a dude. And that sounds like a good combo. And meanwhile... Ryu interacted with Sindor, and Sindor revealed all kinds of crazy things, like the Arakai aren't even from Keldora, they're from some other planet, maybe another timeline, another dimension, and they arrived here in a, an event called the Displacement, which, trust me, there's tons of lore behind that, but we don't got time for that, but basically it's some event where a bunch of people from different timelines, planets, nobody really knows, all showed up in Keldora at once, and the Arakai didn't necessarily know that because they're under some sort of curse that like disillusioned them and made them oppressed by the Fangdom. And apparently Ryu is some sort of entity known as the Unbound, which is the one chance of upending the curse by either overthrowing the Fangdom or killing the crone that set the curse, which is, according to Sindor, an impossible feat. So basically they need to kill the Emperor, upend the Fangdom, who knows? And Sindor said, hey, Ryu, I can teach you how to channel a ley line because the Unbound can apparently channel ley lines directly, and all the other Arakai were channeling ley lines through their sword. So apparently Ryu's special. So look at that, Ryan, all that all that sitting out, all that just like watching people play. You're special now. You're, you're, you're the yeah. star. So good for you. It's like hey, my Ryan's mom, mom told me the whole check time. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell your mom, like, hey, mom, check it out. I'm the chosen one or something kind of in this podcast. Yeah, so that's what's going on. And uh, Sindor's like, so hey, man, like, does that sound cool? Do you want to overthrow the Fangdom? Because I want to. Ryu is like, yeah, I would love to do that. And he goes, cool. I'm going to go kill your friends first, and I'll get your sword, and I'll be right back. And Ryu's like, uh... And then he just kind of left. And, uh, yeah, that's where Uh, where we enter a session. Uh, Wait, hold on a second. He said, well, hold on. I was kind of tracking with what you were doing until that part. Uh, So, wait, hold on, hold on. So, yeah. And we're going to start our session with Jules. That's me. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. So, Jules... You are riding on the back of Smith, who, in case you guys didn't know, this was revealed in the Metacast, Smith, you think that's a basic name, but we spell it S-C-Z-Y-M-T-H. So it's very, very <laughs> Wait, cool. Wait, serious? I thought that was a joke this whole time. <laughs> no, it's dead serious, bro. It's canon. So Smith. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it's not basic. Super cool, super fantasy, super Tolkien-esque. That's what we're going for here. So it's, But it's, it's pronounced Smith. So. so you're riding on the back of Smith. You're flying through the air. The sun is starting to rise. You're flying over Pagos. And over time, you start to find a river that divides Pagos from Gainmar, the desert region. And from your high-up perspective, you can clearly see the harsh divide. And as you fly you can start to see a city built around this river with half of the city being on the Gainmar side and half of the city being on the Pagos side. Can you roll me a perception check? 23. All right, so you sort of guide 
Smith down a ways, kind of getting a closer look. And you can see that the city is just bustling with activity. Uh, a lot of Drake Knights shuttling boxes, loading and unloading ships into the city. You can tell it's somewhat fortified, doesn't necessarily have a wall around it, but you can tell it's like a very critical location for the Drake Knights. And based on like what you've heard, this is clearly a strategic location where they export cargo to and from the island. Um, so you can tell you are on track and flying over Carapan after exiting the tunnel a while ago that connected to Forgost's lair. Well, Jules is definitely uh, glad to be out of, or getting out of these, the snowy climate, because who likes the snow? If you like snow, you're crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I think he's also enjoying a little slice of home, seeing the ships and the unloading and loading of cargo and um, just giving him some good memories. Um, but then he kind of switches his mind back to trying to figure out where Ryu might be. I'll scope it out and I guess look at the ships that are there to see if there's anything that looks probably big enough to transport someone I'm assuming of great importance they wouldn't throw them on a little boat or something easily uh you know sinkable or or able to be taken over yeah so with your perception check as you're flying over and kind of gliding over the docks you can tell just by the activity with the one ship in the port that they're unloading that ship so if there was any ships being prepared for departure they're no longer there doesn't look like anything is getting ready for a voyage there wouldn't necessarily be any clear indicator that there's a ship that Ryu's being loaded on and if there was it's already gone so my gut is telling me that if this ship is unloading for as long as Ryu's been ahead of us they probably wouldn't keep him around so there's a good chance he's already taken off so I'm gonna steer Smith towards the sea and head out at least for a little bit um, and if I see a ship, go for that. And if I am not seeing anything, I'll probably, you know, uh, turn around and maybe intercept them if I don't feel like I've, they've taken off. Gotcha. Yeah. So like rather than risk going down there and like really trying to confirm it and maybe being caught, you're just kind of going to keep just your... wasting more time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. All right. So you veer Smith out towards the sea. And as you kind of see the sun rising and glistening over the water and you exit the coast of the island and enter the natural climate, which appears to be closer to summer in terms of season, you maybe get kind of a reminiscent feel of home. And just now you're over the water watching the beautiful sunrise. And although you have a lot of dire things at stake, which is with all you've been having going on in the past few days, this is probably the most at peace that Jules has felt. Yeah, and I doubt he's ever ridden on a hippogriff. So... Just being in his natural habitat, but also on this majestic beast soaring through the sky, he's got a he's got a big smile on his face right now. So Jules, as you're kind of soaking all that in and thinking all these positive thoughts for a while, suddenly you hear Smith get a little restless and his feathers kind of stand up on his spine and his eyes grow wide, and then he starts to disobey your commands in a way and starts to soar upwards even higher. Whoa, what are you doing? Smith, go down. Do you want to try and command him to go down and roll an animal handling check? Yeah. Sorry, command an animal. Still have that plus two, Zach? Nope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, thir- 13. He continues to ascend and starts to break the clouds. It's almost getting hard to breathe for you. And then he starts to level back out and he's rearing his head back and forth frantically snorting nervously smith what is it can you roll me a perception check with a plus two circumstance bonus Uh uh-oh uh 12 okay so for a moment you're just kind of staring at smith wondering like what the problem is uh very confused and then you see him staring very precisely at something and you follow his gaze and see beneath you the wide wingspan of a red drake flying over the water with someone atop its back it looks like 
almost a tree or a shrub, some sort of construct that reminds you almost of the creatures you fought when you first encountered Sindor that he spawned flying atop this streak that is soaring beneath you and suddenly it's crystal clear why Smith was so restless knowing that drakes are the natural predator of a hippogriff and he seemed to have sensed him coming and got you out of harm's way. Ah, good eye boy. And this drake is soaring towards the island of Nisserine. I'll kind of watch the drake fly by and have some concern fill my thoughts for our friends back in Nisserine, but uh, quickly refocus to the task at hand and grip Smith a little bit tighter and say, let's get Ryu, boy. Smith pins his wings back and sort of picks up his pace, and after clearing the sight of this drake, using its momentum and height, starts to descend downward and just barreling at a higher speed and then opens its wings back up and continues soaring. And after soaring through the air for a, a little bit while longer, Clearing the side of this drake, you start to see a ship on the horizon. Mm-hmm. There, Smith. That has to be what they've called him. And then I'll attempt to guide Smith's lower. So uh, considering how far they made it from the port, Jules would assume that they're all still very busy, the crew rigging and setting stuff up for the journey that... Uh, they're not probably too preoccupied with having eyes like up in a crow's nest or like behind him and around the ship. So he's going to attempt to dive down behind the ship, kind of closer to the water. So kind of using like the background of the water as a way to blend in rather than being like completely silhouetted against like the horizon, so to speak. Yeah. So you descend downward. Smith starts to graze against the water, his talons dragging, leaving a trail and then lifts up just a little bit. And you're directly behind the ship. How close to the ship is Smith? How close do you want to get? Uh, close enough to jump onto the back. Oh, Ooh. man, yeah. You can try and get up there. Yeah. All right. I don't like how you said try. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can These fly up can close swim. enough that Jules thinks he could jump for sure. <laughs> yeah, see? I, uh, I don't like that. What am I rolling for? <laughs> I like that word. Athletics? Acrobatics? I what sure hope Azerketti know how to swim. <laughs> you want to jump forward from, like, <laughs> yep. Smith onto the ship, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can roll me an athletics check. 23. Ooh. Solid. All right. Stay low and stay towards the back of the ship. I'll be back as soon as I can. Roll me a command and animal check. All right. Uh, 18. So with your 23 athletics check, you start to stand up on... Smith's back. He gets very close to the back of the ship and you step up on his shoulder blades, leap off. He sort of tilts his back upwards even to give you a boost and you lunge outward and grab onto the back of the ship and you're hanging freely. And Smith sort of veers off to the side and hovers low behind the ship. I'll look back to Smith and give him a a little nod and then I'll start to climb I almost picture, like, for no reason at all, you pull a dagger out and put it in your mouth while you're climbing, because that's just what pirates do, I I imagine. Yeah, I just have a dagger that I've never had before. And with that, we'll cut to Waltz and Dax. You guys have been walking down this long tunnel for a while that you know leads to skill keep. You know that Jules has just hopefully left on Smith and is going to get Rio. And you kind of just, you know, have a moment to talk to one another, reflect on this long walk you have going on. So what are you guys up to? I think that Dax is pretty hurried racing the clock at this point. Waltz, what do you, do you have any idea what, what to expect when we get to scale keep? No, uh, to be honest, I was hoping that you had a little bit better idea about this whole uh, plan. That's what I was afraid of. Um, I mean, I think we have a few options. We can, you know, we can try to sneak in the whole time or... We could try to bluff our way in. I mean, you seem pretty good at that. Yeah, I guess it's kind of tough to come up with a plan when we don't know what we're dealing with. So uh, I think we just lay low, do what we can to scope it out, and uh, we'll form a plan from there. I mean, they say the last thing you want to do in a, in a situation like this is improv, but I'm afraid without without any idea of what we're actually getting into, I think that's all we can do. I, I think you're right. I think we just uh, stay as quiet as we can, get as close as we can, and just... 
see what we can find out. Yeah, I need to make sure I'm not uh, leaving any trails and all. I'll notice that I'm still bleeding kind of bad, and I'll try and heal myself using lay on hands. I feel like this is as good of time as any, which I should have said last episode. You guys are level three, and I know you guys know that. I forgot to tell the audience. Yeah, you guys are level three. (laughs) Yay. So yeah, go ahead. Go on Path Builder. Switch that little thing to level three. Unlock that stuff and just, you know, have fun. Three is the one after two, right? I think so. I know it was when I went to school. I don't know if they changed it. But yeah, you guys totally earned it. You uh, killed a Drake and you fought like some of those weird constructs that Sindor made. You fought some wolves. You did a bunch of crazy role play. Did I, did I say it right, Ryan? Wolves? I, don't, I don't know. I, that time I sounded conf- good. I need confirmation Yeah, I think so. I've been working on it. I say it all night and I say it a hundred times before I go to bed. <laughs> 99, 100. Good night. <laughs> yeah, I'm really proud of you guys. Now you can die at level three. It'll be great. So yes, Walt, so you can heal yourself. Okay, I want to use lay on hands on myself. So maybe as I'm walking, I notice like my arm is really damaged and I'll kind of spend some time healing that and then notice the same thing with just another injury or wound on my body and try and address that as much as I can. Yeah, so kind of as Dax is talking, you just kind of raise your arm up um, on each of your wounds and that magical aura starts to glow and instantly you start to see your wounds heal themselves. Walt, you're getting pretty in tune with that. Yeah, it's all feeling a little bit more natural. Uh, seems like it's much easier to channel now. It actually uh, actually starting to feel a lot stronger, too. Yeah, that's good to hear, man. It's good to hear. As we're walking, if I can, Zach, not necessarily look to the sky, but kind of ponder that for a moment because I think it kind of gets lost. That, like I just have these you know, magical powers that are still relatively out of nowhere. So I just want to kind of do any kind of meditating or reach out with my thoughts to any kind of like higher being as we're walking and just kind of ask for help or guidance or something. Yeah, roll a religion check. Deal. 24, Zach. Eat that. I'm God now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you unlocked God mode. <laughs> Waltz, as you do that, you feel like multiple streams of conscious reach out to you they almost feel like it's your conscious like your memories but what's odd and you can't explain it it feels like these memories haven't happened yet and they're sort of intertwining with one another and as you're reflecting you can almost visualize these memories and one of them shows all of Digsby's crew together victorious reunited in scale keep with a dead Sindor before you one of these memories is with you weeping holding on to the hand of another member of Digsby's crew though it's hazy and you can't tell who it is with destruction all around you and another memory feels like the final moments of your own life but one in which you're protecting someone you love And they're in this weird concoction, this weird mixture. You are trying to latch on to any of these specific memories, figuring out which one is the most prominent. And it's very uncertain right now, but you feel like whatever path you're on is undefined. But you feel like what you're doing is something you have to do. Yeah, that's also a lot to take in. I guess Waltz, during this walk, will keep contemplating um, or keep bouncing back and forth between each of those possibilities and, you know, playing possible events that lead up to each in his head. So maybe Waltz is kind of quiet for now as we just kind of rush over to Scale Keep. Used to being alone, Dax is pretty comfortable in the silence. So seeing that Waltz is kind of lost in his own head... Dax isn't too isn't too thrown off by that, and we'll just kind of comfortably sit in that silence and and hurry towards scale keep. Can you each roll me a perception check, and Waltz roll me with a minus two circumstance bonus because you're fixating on these thoughts. I got a twenty-two. What'd you get, Waltz? Twelve. So Waltz, you're just contemplating on these thoughts. You can feel such like raw emotion from each of these possibilities, which is just very perplexing to feel like the 
raw emotion of victory, defeat, death, all of these things kind of ringing through you. And you are basically tunnel vision can't, no pun intended because you're in a tunnel, but you can't really pick up on anything else. And then Dax, as you're sort of enjoying the silence, you feel very at home like you're in the dark lands of Dracus. Then you start to hear the sounds of chatter between at least two different beings echoing down the caverns. They sound upset, aggressive. You can hear the sound of something dragging against the ground. Okay, I will turn to Walt with, um, put my finger up to my mouth to shush, and then slow my pace to uh, quiet myself down and uh, try to eavesdrop on the conversation as we get closer. And you do hear the sounds growing closer to you, like they're also coming your way. Okay. In that case, I will um, look for any cracks or nooks, crannies in the wall that we can kind of duck into. Yeah, you sort of see like a boulder kind of up against the wall that you could maybe tuck behind both of you. Hey, Walt's behind here. There's people coming. I'll immediately, without saying anything, just follow the suit. Can you both roll me stealth checks? You bet. That is a 17. Oh, seven. And with that, we'll cut back over to Jules. So, Jules, you're hanging on to the back of the ship. What are you going to do? I'd like to climb up and peer over the poop deck. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) That's what the back of the boat's called, the upper deck above the captain's quarters. I looked it up. It's the poop deck. All right, cool. Um, I'd like to peer over that and specifically pay attention to obviously first off like if anyone's right there I don't want to just hop up on deck but also just see what everyone's doing alright roll me a stealth check with a plus two circumstance bonus because what you're doing is definitely unexpected 22 Okay. Um, so yeah you climb up very cautiously you this is something you do often because you would always jump off your ship and then swim in the ocean for a while and just hang out the fish and then climb back up this is a very familiar motion to you, so you climb very silently, put your hands on the base of the floor of the poop deck, <laughs> and uh, are going to start to peer Hope across the poop deck. Can you roll me a perception check for looking at the poop deck? <laughs> the deck of poop. Uh, that is a 13. All right. So your visibility is not so great because the back of the ship, the poop deck, is higher than the main deck. I don't know what that's called. Sure. But you know what I mean? So you can't necessarily see a lot because it doesn't appear that many people are up there other than just one guy kind of captaining the ship, uh, holding on to the wheel. And then beyond that, you can hear a lot of people uh, yelling at one another. You can hear the sounds of bottles breaking and just a lot of commotion uh, on the main deck. So there's just one guy captaining the ship. You get the sense that the person captaining the ship is not actually the captain because it is a gnome and they're very short and they're barely reaching the wheel and they're sort of just cranking it to the side and you can tell they're more doing it out of a panic and they're not very comfortable doing it and they're just steering it back and forth. Are they wearing a hat? They have a bandana on. Ah, well that doesn't help me. (laughs) Can I climb around the ship? Scooch to the to the left. You want to do like the Assassin's Creed, like endless scooching on the lips. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like yeah, that. for sure. You could totally do that. So, are you going to the starboard or port side? Uh, I suppose the port side. All right. Wrong choice, but okay, go for it. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> the port side oh, no. is covered in bees. <laughs> Not those sea bees. Bees on the poop deck. The port side has a Tereske next to it, so... Ah, crap. <laughs> Am I doing another what? Yeah, roll me an athletics check. Okay. Uh, that is a 24. Cool. So you're kind of expertly scooting across this lip to the port side. How far are you trying to and go? And just so you know, Zach, uh, I'm going as far as I need to before it, there's enough busyness where I feel like I could just hop over the, the railing. And On the my mindset... Deck? Yeah, and my mindset is that like the best place to hide is in plain sight because I know how to be on a ship if I just like mm. s- just hop in the fray. 
Yeah, Heck people yeah. wouldn't notice. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wait till I till I hop over, but maybe maybe like if, when I see it's busy enough, like look for a job where I can like insert myself. All right. So you're climbing along the lip until you get close to the quarter deck, and as you're approaching it, you clearly see there's a lot of like infighting going on on the quarter deck. A lot of people pushing each other, like, "No, I'm captain now. No, oh, it's my turn." And he goes, "No, no, no, I'm next in command. I've been a Drake Knight longer." And then you hear like, "Yeah, you've been a Drake Knight longer, but I've been on ships my entire life." Bulgru would have picked me if he got the chance. Yeah, but he did it. And they're just shoving each other. Uh, I'll definitely use that commotion to hop over the railing. All right. You kind of swing up over the railing, land on the ship, maybe dust your clothes off for a moment. What do you do? (laughs) I'll pop my shirt a little bit, readjust it, and then uh, look around to find the uh, stairs leading to the lower deck. All right. And with that, we'll cut to Ryu. That's me. That's you. That's you, Ryan. So, Ryu, you know, sitting outside your cell is a Drake Knight watching you. You've been sitting there in silence for a while. What's Ryu thinking, knowing that Sindor just left to go kill his friends and get a sword? I guess if uh, Ryu's being honest with himself, like, he's always just considered anyone a comrade before a friend or anything, and... It's really no different here. Um, these are still people that he's more or less just met like days ago. And Ryu himself just kind of has his old goals and stuff like that that he's trying to get to. And sure, like he's enjoyed having these comrades that have been with him and and they've been obviously super helpful and along this journey. But I think at this point, too, he doesn't even know if they are concerned with his whereabouts in his mind. He's like, no, they should definitely just be continuing the mission, you know, like mission is the mission sort of thing. So I guess that's what's going on in Ryu's mind right now. All right. So the guard that's been watching you has just sort of been sitting silently. You can tell his breathing is a little shaky. Like he breathes very loudly, almost like he's a little bit scared that he has to watch you. And as you're taking note of his shaky breath, Something sort of pings in your mind as you feel like above you. You feel a familiar aura. Hmm. An aura that for a while you were concerned about once you realized they could also channel an aura. An aura that you wanted to make sure you could beat back in episode eight, I believe. The aura of a friend named Jules. I raise an eyebrow, say to myself, hmm, Jules. Your powerful aura is coming in handy. And with that, we'll cut back to Jules. Can you... So are you trying to blend in with the crowd, or are you just going to go walk straight up to the steps if you can find it? What I'd like to do... I have experienced smuggler. I don't know if I would really use it here, but what I want to do is, like, try to yoink someone's hat off and, like, put it on without them noticing. (laughs) Okay. You know, kind of a sleight of hand type of thing. Nice. Uh, Like any kind of hat? I mean, nothing overly obnoxious, but something that kind of maybe hides my appearance a little bit. Okay. Um, roll me a perception check. 19. Um, so, yeah, as you're watching these people bicker, you notice a lot of the Drake Knights have been drinking, which kind of makes you chuckle because it's literally like sunrise. And you're like, ah, I feel like I'm back <laughs> on the ship, you know? It's lots of like rum bottles on the ground. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of people just watching these two wannabe captains duke it out. One is a knoll. And the other is a human, and they're just shoving each other back and forth. You look over and see a apparently passed out dwarf with a wide-brimmed hat holding a rum bottle up to his chest with his chin up against his shoulder, just sort of drooling down on himself, snoring. All right, I'll walk up, and without even like really looking at him, I'll just pop his hat off and take it on and grab the bottle and I'll walk up through the group up to the the two guys fighting. I'll take a big swig of the the jug and I'll say, boys, 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 listen, you're going about this the entirely wrong way. You're standing here fighting amongst you who is the captain when really you should be asking yourselves, who's at the wheel? 
All right. I definitely expected you to like avoid all confrontation with people, but <laughs> can you roll me a diplomacy check? Uh, yes, but because I have uh, versatile performance feat, uh, I can use performance instead of um, deception. Yeah, you oh, can. Perfect. Do it. And that, especially now that I'm level three, is a 23. Yeah. Nice. So you see the human and the gnoll that were basically at each other's throats pause for a moment, and you instantly see on their expression, like, who are you sort of thing, but then you can see them comprehending what you just said to them. They look at each other, and the gnoll goes, well, I guess whoever was steering the ship would be the... And the human goes, the captain... And they look at each other wide-eyed, look at you, and then bump into your shoulders as they race past you up the <laughs> stairs, up to the poop deck, <laughs> to go see who is steering the ship. I, uh, I'll watch them run off, and I'll say, aye, Captain, and then chug the rest of the bottle and throw it back on the dwarf's lap. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> and then falls back asleep. And then uh, I'll look for the stairs to go below deck. All right, yeah, so you know the layout of a ship well. This is a relatively small vessel, but it's kind of one you've seen before, and you know the general layout, so you know that below deck they usually do storage, common area, and if there is any jail cell, it would be below deck. So you find the stairwell, open the door, and start to head down the stairs. All right. So Ryu, as Jules descends the stairwell, you can certainly feel his aura growing closer and any doubt you had that it was truly his aura is gone and you know for certain this is Jules. Uh, as I start sensing Jules getting closer, I want to just start to feel around the cell and just if there's anything in here that's like just some kind of object of something or other, it doesn't really matter. You do remember at some point a guard came down and just slid some food into the cell with you. But out of your own pride, you refused to eat it for a while. But you do remember that it is in there. Okay, were there utensils or anything with this food? You'd have to go check it out, man. You can't All see. Right. I sneakily go over and check out the food. <laughs> I kind of picture you just kind of like walking towards it and accidentally kicking it with your foot for a second. <laughs> I do, and I look over to the guard's aura to see if he stirs at all. He's just kind of, like, orientated looking at you. Go on, eat it. <laughs> just pictured him sneaking up. <laughs> just bowl. Yeah, he's staring at you the whole time. <laughs> he's just watching. It's for you to eat. I'll reach down for <laughs> to the bowl. <laughs> Is there any utensil yeah, or anything with it? Did it come with a spoon or anything like that? Yeah, you pick it up and realize there's a spoon inside a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> You're really eating a bowl right before. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, I want to turn my my back to the guard. Are you being secretive about it? Just eat your food. <laughs> and I want to try to sneak the spoon to the inside of my robe. <laughs> Staring at you. <laughs> With my back turned, so he, he doesn't see All right, absolutely roll me like a, a thievery check. I hope this isn't a, like as stupid as it's sounding I'm, right now. I'm picturing this looking <laughs> I hope it incredibly is. stupid. Which right, is the best check part? You said. Yeah. <laughs> this is Ryu's attempts to do deceptive stuff like Waltz, and he's doing his best. Yeah. Uh, I got an eleven. <laughs> oh, you go to like slide the spoon into your robes and then let go, and then it just drops down your robe and out the bottom of your robe and kind of clanks on the floor. And he's like, "What are you doing? You hold a spoon. What are you doing?" I am going to do my best to channel my deceptive powers from what I've learned from Waltz and say, Oh no, the source of my Arakai powers. I have to find it. I hope somebody else doesn't grab it before I can. And I start feeling around the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the spoon? <laughs> Roll me what like an incredibly high DC uh, deception check. Uh, my plan was for him to not really oh realize God. what I was doing. Maybe you should really sit out and wait for Jules to show up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think about him just sitting there watching me the whole time. He's like right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> right. What is the like, source of my like, hair? Dude, he's just kind of like 
watching this whole thing, just kind of confused everything he's doing. Uh, Head tilted a little bit like a puppy. Why are you putting your spoon in your robe? You, you just dropped it on the floor. All right, my deception's plus zero, so I got a three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's literally just oh. shaking his head, watching you crawl around on the floor, trying to grab a spoon. I just think to myself, God, I look like an idiot. How does Waltz do this? <laughs> this guy's literally thinking, he looks like an idiot. I, like, turn my head over my shoulder to see if his aura's, like, changing at all. <laughs> no, he's staring right at you. <laughs> and I, like, go back to it. Shoot, where where did it go? <laughs> it's right next to you. <laughs> to the left. Uh, it's it's like a it. foot to the left. Yeah, there you go. Phew, I'm sure glad you didn't get this before I did, and I drop it on the floor again. Oh! <laughs> uh, he's literally just like shaking his head back and forth. He's super confused on what's going on. Uh, I just uh, I give up on my plan, and I think to myself that I hope to God Jules isn't seeing this. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so, Jules, you descend into the lower deck of the ship. Can you roll me a perception check? Ten. All right. Yeah, so you just see a couple of Drake Knights playing cards with one another, drinking some rum, and then just various barrels throughout the ship, just general cargo stuff, but you don't really have any insight into what's there. And you kind of peer over your shoulder and then just see a little hall behind you. And you're very familiar with ships, and you know that the jail cell would likely be towards the rear. Um, yeah, I'll uh, head that way then. Right, so you kind of about face, walk down the hall, you approach a door with a little peephole with just some bars across it, and feel like that is probably the door to the jail. And you and you hear on the other side of the door, oh no, the source of my power. I need to Oh no. They found Shoot. a spoon. Where did it go? <laughs> yeah, I'll walk through the door. I guess I'll probably make sure it's open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, just astonished by how easy this has been for you. You just kind of <laughs> turn the handle of the door and open it. What do you do? I guess what do I see when I walk in? <laughs> you see Ryu on all fours, patting the ground. butt, <laughs> angled towards you on all fours, looking for his food. And then just like this kind of balding, older looking human with a gut, just kind of with his head turned, looking confused, staring at Ryu's butt. <laughs> and I'm just mumbling to myself, God, this is so stupid. And he kind of turns his head towards you, the guy in the chair. Uh, is it your shift? Uh, yes, uh, I was just coming to relieve you. Oh, good. This one's, uh, he's a little crazy. Thinks uh, the spoon's a source of his power or something. All right. Um, I'll look out for it. Thank you. I stand up. Oh no, another Drake Knight to watch me, and I wink both eyes at Jules. You're right, he is an odd one. Yeah, the guy's just kind of staring with his mouth open, and then looks at you, like, <laughs> yeah, uh, have fun, uh, yeah, I don't know, keep an eye on him, apparently he's pretty powerful or something, could've fooled me, can't even pick up a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh seemed forced. What are you talking about? It You're didn't hilarious. seem like a natural laugh. No, it was completely natural, I assure you. Okay. Say, quick, say something funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really in a funny one on the ship. <laughs> so, no. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, Can't really put well, me on a spot like that. Thank you. Hold on, give me a second. Yep. Let me uh, think. Okay. Let okay. me think. Let me pull out my book of 67 pirate jokes that are sure to make you laugh. <laughs> How do pirates know they are pirates? I don't know. Please tell me. They think, therefore they are. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. <laughs> he looks at Ryu. This one gets it. Shut up. Hold on. I got a better one. Why don't pirates shower before they walk the plank? Do tell. Because. <laughs> hold on. This, one's, this one always gets me. Hold on. Because. <laughs> because. They'll just wash up on shore like that. <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. That's a great one. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're too funny. Oh, man. One of my best mates told me that one. Pretty funny. 
Oh, how it makes my blood boil Stop! seeing two fake knights. Oh. <laughs> don't let him, don't uh, let him uh, talk Well, uh, I think you'll want it uh, up on, on the poop deck. Oh, okay. Uh, did they ever figure out who's captain? Uh, I think they're figuring that out. You were the final vote. You better hurry. Oh, all right. I've never been the final vote for anything. How exciting. Well, Hold on, go, one more. Go, go. Right, one more. Hold on. Hold on. <sighs> okay, fine. Flipping through what, his book. what? What is it? What kind of... No, wait, hold on. No, sorry, I'll get one. Uh, uh, hold on. Uh, I cast sleep. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh man. That's incredible. All right, what does he roll? Uh, we'll save. Right. He's got a beat, a 19. Oh, oh that's <laughs> so good. I'm so glad you did this. You rolled a 15. So as he's nice. flipping through the book, really excited. Oh, this is the perfect. When he hits the ground, plops over. His book of 67 pirate jokes slides across the floor. I thought he was never going to shut up. Oh, Jules, you came just in time. Deception is difficult. I don't know how Waltz is able to do it so smoothly. Well, he's got a big mouth. I could have used it in this cell. I wasn't doing <laughs> so well on my own. Speaking of... What do you say we get you out of there? And I'll start patting. Dude, I just put to sleep for the keys. He's just drooling over himself. Pat him around a little bit. You find the cell keys, pull them out. Uh, let's try this one. Stick it in the cell, turn the key. Door pops open. Hey, first try. Jules, how did you get here? And how do you plan to get out? Smith? Smith. What's <laughs> a sniff? I said Smith. Wait a minute. That's right. You haven't met Smith. Oh, yes, he's a hippogriff. He's uh, he's waiting out back. We've got to hurry. Uh, but first, and then I'll take out his sword. I'm sure you're going to need this. Ah, the true source of my power. I look back to the spoon. Yeah, what the hell was all that about? <laughs> I, uh, I prefer never to talk about this again, and I take my sword back. Very well. Um, uh, one moment. Um, I look back to the, the guy sleeping. What's he wearing? Yeah, he's wearing a very flamboyant pirate shirt with the big poofy collar and some big old pirate boots. Uh, I look him up and down. I'm not really seeing anything that'll work. I'll take my hat and just smush it on top of Ree's head. Uh, just try to stay close. Uh, don't make too much noise. And then adjust my bandana a little bit. Maybe pull it a little bit closer towards my eyebrows. All right, let's go. I get what Jules is going for, and I kind of readjust the hat a little bit to pull him over my horns. And we head up. Okay, so you guys are just going to try and beeline it back to Smith? Yeah, I'll probably, um, like when we're approaching the upper deck, I'll probably kind of poke my head out first just to see what's going on and see if there's like a clear path. I'll place a hand on Jules's shoulder just for ease of guidance through here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as you're leaving the... Cell, you see the two Drake Knights that were playing cards. They look pretty preoccupied with one another. Care less what's going on behind them. You turn the corner, start to go up the stairs. You're up on the quarter deck. You look up towards the poop deck, and you see the two captains that you sent up there. They're now arguing and fighting by the wheel. I'm going to look towards the starboard side. Find a rope that is holding, that's very taut and like holding maybe uh, a sail or some vital piece of equipment. Okay. And I'd like to shoot a magic missile at the rope. Okay. You can absolutely so that is do another that, yeah. spell. Mm-hmm. And I guess wait for the commotion to start and use that as kind of a ready action to lead us towards the back of the ship. All right. You kind of peer over your shoulder a little bit, see what's going on. You see most of the attention is on the fighting captains or wannabe captains. Shoot your magic missile at a rope. It singes the rope causes it to snap and you see one of the sails start to unfurl a bit and rock back and forth as one of the poles starts to swing inward and a lot of commotion outbreaks hey, go fix that rope and then another captain's like yeah go fix that rope I already told him to do that no I'm the captain and they're shoving each other and a bunch of people start running over towards this distraction you've made what do you do? alright time to go and I'll quickly I imagine kind of like Jack Sparrow-esque, like not running, 
but just like shoulders up, like <laughs> yeah, the trot. Okay. just kind of sh- just shuffling, shuffling along, like do do do, nothing to see here, you know, um, towards the back, and hopefully not be seen. Jules, oh, I hope you know what you're doing. Right. Uh, me too. Me too. <laughs> Roll me stealth checks, both of you, with a plus two circumstance bonus because of the distraction. Twenty-one. Fourteen. Come on, I'll take it. All right. So, Jules, you're doing your little, like, Jack Sparrow, like, saunter over to the edge, <laughs> and you peek over the rail and see Smith is hovering right there, and you're like, great, and you turn around to look at Rio, and Rio's just kind of walking, and then he bumps into one of the Drake Knights, and his hat falls off, and they make direct eye contact, and he goes, oh, hey, wait a minute, yep, hey, hey, this one's the Arakai, right here, hey, he's out of the saddle! And then some of them start to look over from the commotion while the other ones are dealing with the distraction off in the distance. I watch it and I sock him in the face. <laughs> okay. We're <laughs> <laughs> just going to punch him? Yeah. All right, roll a punch. Attack. Unarmed strike. Um, six. <laughs> so he instantly like stepped away from me to go tell like other people what's going on and you swing like he's directly in front of you and just kind of like punch the air oh crap <laughs> Jules we gotta go I'll run up and just like shove the guy just dig my shoulder into him alright roll me a shove uh oh that is a nine. <laughs> Oh my god you guys <laughs> So you run up to go shove him, and then right then Ryu is like gonna punch again, and then just kind of swings, and then you like realize you have to dodge his punch and kind of suck back, and then like miss your push, and then it's kind of things are starting to unravel a bit. Uh, so <laughs> seeing how things have unfolded, uh, we may not make it out of here if we don't do something fast. So I'm just gonna grab uh, Ryu's arm and start running towards the back of the ship, and as I'm running, I'll yell Smith. And then, Ryu, jump! What? Jump? Jump! Now! Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Roll me a ah! command and animal check. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh my gosh. 16. Alright, you run to the edge of the ship, jump off the railing, yelling out Smith's name as you leap out into the sea. You're holding on to uh, Ryu's hand. And, Jules, you land on Smith's back as Ryu kind of hangs off the side and you hold on with your arm and he drags along the water as Smith starts to ascend upwards and you pull him up onto the back of Smith and the two of you reunited, soar and angle back towards the island of Nisserine and that is where we'll end our session yes bros man <laughs> that was so awesome. cool dude, oh, the was boys epic. are back in town oh, back the boys are back in town but I don't I, I don't want to hear you enjoy that yet because right now I just want you to shut up because we're going to talk about okay, how much okay, you I'm enjoy sorry. being reunited with someone in the party and playing Pathfinder with us again in the downtime which is for patrons where we react to the most recent episode and we dive into all the meta stuff as character stuff just all that I'll tell you how many holes so, i have in my socks yeah <laughs> check it out um so yeah i just want to thank the listeners for sticking with us this long uh episode 18 i think um so thank you Woo-hoo. so much for doing that um and if you're still listening to the show and you haven't we'd appreciate it if you gave us a good rating because it really helps us out algorithms and people finding the show and makes us feel good so yes please do that if you can thank you so so much and I would like to thank Taryn, who does all of our sound effects for the episode. So Let's go all Taryn. the uh, Smith screeches, all of the, you know, <laughs> picking up spoons on the ground. I'm sure there'll be a little <laughs> noise for that. All kinds of random stuff. That's all Taryn. Just bringing this story to life, putting you in the scene, taking it the extra mile. So you're not just hearing me or I don't have to attempt to make sound effects or things like that. So thank you, Taryn, for uh, sparing all of us from that. And I'd like to thank Adam, who does all of our original artwork for the show, which includes all of our character portraits, all of our social media presences, profile pictures, cover photos, episode promos, 
all that stuff, YouTube renders, session sketches. So um, maybe there'll be a cool sketch from this episode that the patrons vote on where it's like, I don't know, Jules in the back of the hippogriff with Ryu dangling behind, finally escaping. I don't know. Who sees? Or, or maybe they'll ask for to this put one. Ryu on all fours crawling around for a spoon because that's just also kind of funny. So <laughs> Whatever it is, it I'm, I'm excited. what the patrons vote on. That's what they want to see. And I would E-sport like to fun. thank Ryan, who does all of our original music. Um, so yeah, whatever triumphant music plays when he frees Ryu, I don't know. I, I don't know, Ryan. I, I don't know what it's like to be you and get inside your head and listen to these episodes and figure out cool stuff to put music for. All I know is that I hear it and I love it and you're the man. So thank you for making all of this handcrafted original music. We are not using license-free stuff, generic stuff, just turn it in. No, Ryan is making it with passion and with love. And we know that love makes everything better. So thank you, Ryan, for loving everyone that listens to the show and making original music. And I would like to thank Joel, who does all of our editing for vocals. So he cuts out all of the coughs and retakes <laughs> and just... It just makes it sound like a nice... Fl- Stop coughing, Adam. Joel has to cut that out. <laughs> Sorry. Joel's I'll leave that to be able one to go to bed at like midnight, but now because you did that cough, he goes to bed at 1.30 uh, a.m. So <laughs> ah, crap. It just costs him an hour and a half. So yeah, thank so you, Joel, Joel, for making this just a nice, continuous, flowing stream of just tightly edited content. And that way, if the content's bad, it's our fault because we yep. suck. It's not because of the editing. Because Joel makes it sound nice and good and clean. So thank you so much for doing that, Joel. We really Look, I do it, yeah. I do as well as I can. There's only so much I can do. To... <laughs> hey, there's only so much to do. Yeah. So, Taryn has already said he tries to fart once per episode and get it past Joel. So sometimes farts get through the cracks. See if you can Dude, that's it. a pun. See if you farts can get through it. the cracks, bro. Did you hear that pun? That's sick. <laughs> Put it in the 67 pirate joke book. That was, I was going to say, that was way funnier than any of the pirate yeah, jokes. Yeah, yeah, so the farts get through the cracks. Yeah, I literally just Googled fire drugs on the spot because I had nothing to Oh, we know. Anyway, yeah. So thank you so much for doing that, Joel. And we forgive you for the parts of Taryn that you don't catch because he's very sneaky about it. And once again, thank you, listeners. And we'll see you next time, mortals. Man, I flubbed that thing. Yeah, you sucked it up. Towards the end there. I stopped remembering what words were. Happens to the best of us. I f*** up my words all the time. And it happens to the worst of us, obviously. <laughs> Ryan's <laughs> on one tonight. <laughs> Ryan ain't freaking around tonight. <laughs> Just kidding, Terry. Get that smile off your face. This is serious. Zach's back.